Hey, good morning. It is, uh, wow, sunshine out there and uh, still cold, but the uh, snow was more for just, uh, you know, aesthetic effect. Just a reminder, winter is not gone. Right, right. I'm Mike Murphy. Scott Hudson's here. Uh, DH is at the controls. Um, want to, um, again, uh, and I guess we're previewing this because we, we were honored to be um, chosen or asked by Kerry Martin, former uh, Carterville, former Marion football coach, to be on his podcast. Um, I saw one yesterday that he had done with Nick Hill, and I saw one that he'd done with Roger Leip. Uh, very well done. I think they said when they did ours, it was the first one where they'd had two people, mm-hmm. that he was interviewing two people. Uh, so that will be coming up soon. Uh, it'll be online. Uh, you now I, I did a little of both. I, you could on Spotify, you could just listen to the audio or on YouTube, you could see the entire thing. And, uh, it's about an hour long. And we, uh, we did that, uh, what was it? Last, last week. We did that last week? Last Thursday, a week from this past Thursday. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, uh, we had a great time seeing Carrie and talking to Carrie and, um, so uh, that that's going to be out soon, and we'll try to give you a, a heads up or a clue as to where you can find that and listen to that. But we were honored to be asked uh, to do it because it's having it's coaches having coffee with coaches, and we're not coaches. No, uh, we act like it. We sometimes we do. Uh, we did a little segment on on the podcast about arm armchair uh, quarterbacks, um, but uh, yeah, but it was it was very nice of him to ask us and. Um, Boy, what a big day of sports lined up. Um, you would it'd be hard to imagine that there's no football listed on here, but there's no football listed on here. It's all basketball, uh, NBA, uh, SIU, Logan, uh, SIU women. There's a high school game tonight that was canceled last night. Um, blues uh, are in action. We're talking a lot of hockey these days. NFL's over. Now let's recap. Um, Super Bowl. Mm, you know. I thought it was a very exciting Super Bowl. Um, the underdog won. Um, now everybody's coming out with these, oh, you know, clock. You know, there was something, that, uh, the last Chiefs drive that they said they picked up two yards, then all of a sudden they gave them a first down. Yeah, and I saw something about that. I really don't know. I mean, I was kind of lost in the moment, I guess. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't, I really don't know what they were talking about. Uh, Had to have been a penalty there. And there was a holding call that they said really uh, uh, damaged the uh, 49ers and then the Chiefs were holding on. And, then, you know, what? Here, here's the deal. And I, I, I just wanted to see a great game because, as we talked about, you know, it didn't involve the Rams. It didn't involve, you know, the Patriots. It didn't involve uh, – and I like the 49ers and I like the Chiefs. Um, I'll tell you what I didn't like. I didn't like Travis Kelsey bumping – Poor old Andy Reid and about knocking him over, and then I didn't like um, the uh, <clears throat> I didn't like the um, um, I don't know what the hell I didn't like. Uh, I liked just about everything else. I think maybe I will say this. I think maybe they went to Taylor Swift too much, too much. But you knew they were going to do that if she was yeah. going to be there. Um, and you know, but I thought it was a good game. I, I thought it was a very good game. My takeaway from the game. <clears throat> First half, I think, is where the 49ers lost the game. Yeah. Uh, They just outgained the Chiefs uh, big time, Mm -hmm. especially in the first quarter, but were only able to come up with three points. And and at halftime, you look at the score, you're thinking, you know, Chiefs haven't haven't played their best game, and they're still in this thing. Yeah. 
And, you know, you let Patrick Mahomes hang around, he'll yeah. usually find a way to beat you. And then, of course, you know, the big controversy after that was uh, Kyle Shanahan electing to take the ball in overtime instead of right. deferring and, you know, basically finding out, okay, here's what we have to do. Right, right. And uh, but San Francisco went down the field, but they couldn't get it in the end zone. Yep. And they got a field goal. <laughs> Mahomes got the ball. They had to convert a fourth and one, which uh, the play call was brilliant, I thought, because uh, it ended up gaining quite a few yards oh, yeah. on Mahomes' run. Oh, yeah, 15. But, you know, it's always – usually you'll find Super Bowls where a guy will have a big game or score the winning touchdown, whatever – and you don't expect him to. The X Factor. McCall right. Hardman was right. that guy. He was a forgotten Kansas City Chief. Well, he was he was originally <laughs> let go by the Chiefs. He went to the Jets. Yep. Hardly <laughs> got any playing time with the Jets. Then the Chiefs bring him back, probably only because the receivers they had couldn't catch the ball. Right. And he ends up catching the uh, uh, winning touchdown. I thought the game overall, I thought the first half was a little slow, a little boring. And again, not that it wasn't close, because it yeah, was, yeah. but, you know, there wasn't enough offense right, for me. Right, right. But then as the game went along, things got a little got a little better. But as I said before last week, I said, I'm not going to bet against Patrick Mahomes. Right. Not right. going to happen. And uh, to me, of the Super Bowls they've won, this might be the most impressive, considering that halfway through the season, everybody was there was rumblings like, well, this Chiefs team's not going to get right, out to Super right. Bowl. This yeah. team's not good enough. And lo and behold, here they are, Super Bowl champions again. Yeah, and and Mahomes mentioned that he said we we reacted to that. We we had some adversity. We had some people doubting us. Um, but I, I think overall it was a pretty uh, interesting NFL season, and the windows for some teams to win a Super Bowl are getting tighter. Uh, maybe the windows for some others now the coaching carousel. Maybe some windows are getting a little wider. But I, for one. Um, you know, I know baseball's coming. I know a lot of people are excited about that. Hockey's going. The Daytona 500's coming today. Auto racing kicks off. But I just have a certain emptiness now that I can't see any football. I'm going to try. I am really going to try to get interested in this release this spring of this. What is it? Uh, it's a merger, isn't it? It's UFL. Is that the it? United Football League. Yeah, by, by The Rock. He's putting up the money. Yeah. And now all the TV networks are jumping behind it. It's going to be televised and all that. And usually, when I try to tune into those, I'm like, eh, you know, I just, I just can't get into it. Well, for me, and, and I, I'll, I have to block this out of my mind because I have to tell myself this is not the best players that right. you see on a Sunday. If you can get by that and live with that and be okay with that, then it's probably entertaining. Right. I was told by a good friend of ours, Kenny, yesterday that uh, before when the Battlehawks played in St. Louis, Louis, yeah. That they uh, the upper concourse was there was no nobody could sit up there. Right. They made well. They've sold so many tickets now. They're having to open up sections. Yeah. Well. Oh, I I St. Louis is when you look at this, they merged the two leagues and they only took a couple out of that one league. And St. Louis was one of the ones they went to first. And uh, the the St. Louis BattleHawks just signed who was it? McCarron. AJ McCarron. AJ McCarron, who was Joe Burrow's backup the last few weeks of the season. Uh. Or, or maybe the other guy's backup. I don't know. Burroughs was hurt. But uh, so, yeah, they, they've got some guys that close but no cigar. And the games are exciting. And I, I, may, I may just say, hey, Scott, let's, let's go up to uh, – because, you know, we know somebody in the front office up there. 
They we used did? to work here. You bet. Okay. Yeah, he works up there. So, if we, as a matter of fact, he, we were with him the last time we went to uh, the last Rams okay, preseason game. Yeah. He works for the Battlehawks. I did not know that. Yes, yes. He he was the one that put was putting out the McCarran stuff yesterday, and so, you know, you do me a favor, I do you a favor. You know, who knows? I mean, maybe we should go up and see, you know, a Battlehawks game. And uh, and I kind of like the name Battle Hawks. I don't know where they get the battle from, but the Hawks. I'm assuming is reference to the old St. Louis Hawks, right? Basketball team, which 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 kind of you know bangs my gong a little bit. Yeah, with nostalgia. And it, and I, I I have not been to Battle Hawks game. Uh, might might go to one. Uh, you know the other new. Relatively new sport in St. Louis is the uh, soccer team in yep. St. Louis. I've yep. not been to one of those. Uh, probably won't. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're looking for something to do other than baseball, um, maybe go to a Battlehawks game. Of course, I think the season starts like March 30th, I think, yeah. is the start of the season. You know, the, the Blues will still be playing. Uh, baseball will be kicking off. So, you know, maybe you can make it a week and you go up and watch a uh a Cardinal game one day and the Battle Hawks the next day. There you go. And one of the big things that's going on right now uh, is basketball, uh, whether it's high school with the girls' regionals, uh, some boys' games were canceled last night, college, junior college. Logan has Vincennes in today, uh, which is always one of those games you mark on your calendar. And if you want to see the men play at Logan against Vincennes today, uh, it's 3 o'clock. You'd have plenty of time to come in, watch the game, still get over to SIU for the tip at 6 uh, but uh, on the girls' side of things in uh, basketball, our, the I say our, we picked them as the team of the week. Vianna girls basketball just shellacked the Carterville girls basketball team last night to win the regional. Um, and uh, Maya Hargrove played her last game this past right. week. Uh, a phenomenal talent and a very nice person. Uh, and um, also on the college uh, scene, Caitlin Clark. Uh, not only did she become the all-time leading scorer, uh, but her her shot that she broke the record uh, came from the logo at center line, and it, you know what? Last second shot. She just okay. But and but here's here's uh, Rob Brooks from Learfield play-by-play with the historic shot by Caitlin Clark. Clark logo three. Got it. Twenty-two is now. Number one. Yeah, and she had like what forty nine points yeah. in that game. My goodness, have you seen her play? No, have I have seen, not. I, I have to admit, I have not I either. I have not watched. No, and uh, I but I will. And uh, with our familiarity with the WNBA, uh, I can only imagine. I mean, we were talking this week in the office. That would be something. Uh, for example, everybody's talked about this week that this is the anniversary, or Thursday was the night. Uh, 45 years ago today, or what, that Larry Bird brought Indiana State into the arena. Now, that was the game his senior year where they escaped with a one-point win. I remember when Larry Bird came in his junior year, and they also were in the rankings, and SIU knocked them off. And they had a, we had a bad snowstorm that, that afternoon, and everybody was, you know, they, and now, and I don't know, maybe this is better, maybe this is safer, but I was hearing people saying, hey, the post office closes in St. Louis up here at 3 o'clock. You know, and they did have more snow and more ice up in St. Louis and Fairview Heights and that we did down here. 
But the, and I think this happens, as soon as a weather report comes out now, we're going to have a wintry mix. We're going to have snow and ice. We're going to have, and I know that some areas of southern Illinois are more uh, rural than urban, and there's some back roads and bad roads and curvy roads. But you almost always hear, when that weather report comes out, you, you can almost always bet, hey, yeah, we're going to have some cancellations any time now. And I I have to admit, I was kind of surprised when I saw Vianna and Carterville going to play that girls' regional last night. Then uh, they did. Uh, I talked to somebody that was there. They said Vianna had a pretty good turnout. Carterville, not so much. And it was Carterville playing the home game. Uh, but anyway, uh, they moved uh, the Carbondale-Mount uh, Vernon game uh, to uh, to tonight. <clears throat> That's at uh, 7.30, Carbondale Basketball. That's on uh, uh, 10.20 a.m. and 99.5 FM. Oh, no, it says 13.40 a.m. and 99.5 I think that's an uh, – now, Ben reported that was an afternoon game. A 2.30 game? Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Because, yeah, you're right. Because uh, this – it was written in here, added to the sheet, and I can see the little handle on the – I thought it was 7.30, but I can see the handle on the bottom of the 7. Yeah, it's 2.30, 2.30. Uh, so that, that'll be, that's why they're moving it because the, uh, SIU women are playing, uh, uh, at Indiana state 1145 <laughs> pregame this morning, 12 PM tip. So that would carry over into mm-hmm. the Cardinals. So they're moving the Carbondale game. That's right. Yeah, that's, that is correct. Carbondale basketball on 1340 AM and 99.5 FM. That way the SIU women's basketball game will be clear on, uh, the 12 PM tip on 1020 AM and 107.9 FM. And then Logan women play at home against Vincennes at 1. And the Logan men play uh, Vincennes at home at 3. We'll have the women's game on 1035ESPN.com on the stream and the app. And we'll have the men's game 1035ESPN uh, with uh, yours truly and Dave McKenzie. And then tonight, the big game, 6 o'clock uh, tip-off. And I, I don't know, Ditch and I talked about this. I like these earlier tips. I don't know why. I, I just, you know, especially on weekends. Mm-hmm. I like the earlier <clears throat> tips because now I like to be in bed by 9 o'clock. Well, yeah, you get home a lot earlier yeah. one thing. SIU men's basketball playing number 23, Indiana State. Uh, 5 p.m. per game, 6 p.m. tip. Roddy Watson, Luke Martin, 101.5 CIL-FM. Then ESPN tonight, they're going to have the NBA skills competition. That includes the dunk competition. And, again, you know, some of these all-star games, NFL, NBA is just a high-scoring, no defense, don't don't anybody get hurt uh, type of thing. And you'll see some action. You'll see some dunks, and you'll see some, you know, but the NHL, NHL has that course, you skills know, competition, don't they? What yeah, is the, that the skills, skills competition. competition? Well, they have fastest skater. Okay. Uh, they hardest have, slap shot. Hardest slap shot. Yeah. Uh, some of that, that, actually, those can be more entertaining for me as a mm-hmm. hockey fan than the game itself because it's like the NBA. It's, sure. it's like the NFL. I mean, the NFL's gone from a pro bowl to a flag football It's like going to now. science class and saying, okay, it's all about sports today. Oh, really? Well, How I, fast a guy can let a I, – I, I know there's different ways <clears throat> to dunk a basketball. Right. But – I can't do that, so <clears throat> I don't care. Everybody in, in the NBA – I, I I'm just going to say this. Everybody in the NBA can dunk a basketball. Most likely, yes. So why is that Why is that a big deal? And it, when now, the first couple times they had it, it was exciting. Yeah, I mean, you can, it's, it's almost like reinventing the wheel. For example, in, in the NHL uh, skills competition, they have the hardest slap shot. Yeah. Not everybody can, can uh, do a slap shot 
of 109 miles per hour. Right. Not everybody can do that. Do they have the most accurate? Like, do they have? Yes. They ha- they what they do is they put uh, in the goal. They put up in the two corners. Oh. Okay. At the top, like targets, and then two targets down at the so bottom, it's like and they have to try ball. to hit, yeah. try to have to hit those. Okay, I got you. All right. Yeah. Now, and that that would I, I've never seen it, so that would be interesting to me. But after a while, it would not be interesting to me. You know, I I mean, anytime you had in the NBA dunk competition, you had Spud Webb. And this little guy walks out there, oh, are you kidding me? Okay, I'll, I'll watch this, you know. And then you had MJ and all that stuff, but Dominique Wilkins. But it's like now everybody Everybody can, can dunk this. a basketball, everybody. so it's not raise that. The, Im- raise the rim another three <clears throat> inches, and then let's see who is the best. You know you know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, uh, but anyway, a lot of that's going today. Uh, tomorrow we've got the NBA All-Star Game on 103.5 at 6. Uh, Monday we've got the Blues in Toronto at 1130. Uh, pre-game on 103.5, Carbonell Basketball versus Salem. Regionals are starting, yeah. uh, 6.45 p.m., 7 p.m. tip. Carbonell Basketball hosting Johnson City, 6.45 p.m., 7 p.m. tip, 13.40 a.m., 99.5 f.m. Um, so those are regional games. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't the small schools usually start a week before I thought that I thought regionals like the the, the right one, two A's and everything would one start. One two would usually start. I think a week a early. week before, and then three A and four A would right. start up next. I guess maybe that's something to do with pushing everything together at the end. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's you know for basketball, high school basketball fans, it's kind of unfortunate because now you kind of have to pick and choose. Where before maybe you could you know you could go see a one A or two A, yeah, and then the next week go see three A. Right. Yeah. I, I mean. Carbondale playing Salem, uh, and Carbondale playing Johnson City. Uh, that uh, starts the regionals. Uh, the girls are already going. Uh, as we've said, the Vienna girls beat the Carterville girls uh, in uh, the girls' regional at Carterville last night. Uh, now, there were some big uh, games on the boys' side, regular season, that weren't played. One was at uh, Trico at Goreville. They moved that to tonight. So if Trico can upset Goreville, Vienna boys are the champions <clears throat> Uh, of the conference all all by themselves. Not happening. I don't think so either. No. I don't think so. If you want to reach out to us, you can at the American Monument text line. Uh, that's 618-985-5803. Or the IBEW Local 702 ESPN 1035 text line. 618-985-5705 if you want to send us a, uh, a text. Or you can call us, of course. That's the old-fashioned way. That's the way we get to interact with you. Uh, 618-985-5803 or 888-848-9573. Sometime Uh, during the show today, either first hour or second hour, depending on what we're talking about, who Mm -hmm. we're talking to, uh, may tell you about something that I saw last Saturday that I've never witnessed in a basketball game at any level. Wow, wow. And okay. uh, we'll leave it at that for That'll right now. That'll be interesting. All right. All right. Look forward to that. Uh, we're a little bit late on a commercial break. Let's uh, go to our first spot set. We will be right back. We'll see who's going to be hitting leadoff today. Give us a call on Sports Voice. 
Bishop Insurance Group is your local independent insurance agency. They are proud to support area young people in sports, academics, and the arts in the Carbondale area. After the game, make a note to stop by their office and discuss your current policies and future needs for your business, home, auto, and family. Bishop Insurance Group offers a variety of plans to get you the coverage you need. Give Bishop Insurance Group a call today or visit them on East Walnut Street in Carbondale. Go Terriers! Central Hospital for Animals in Marion, Heron, Carbondale, and Harrisburg has been taking care of your furry family members for over 40 years. Sure, they do wellness visits and routine vaccinations, but you might not know about everything they offer, like orthopedic surgery for pets with hip or knee injuries and laser therapy to reduce inflammation, pain, or promote wound healing. Noticing that your pet stopped jumping? Maybe they've just slowed down in general. Central Hospital for Animals offers chiropractic services too. Online at centralvet.net. First Bank and Trust Company of Murfreesboro is proud to be Jackson County's oldest bank and your friendly local institution that provides the same services as other banks. Only there, you're not just a number. Convenient online banking is there for you 24 hours a day at fb-t.com. Pay your bills electronically and make your own transfers between accounts. It's user-friendly. The free banking app is on Apple and Android. First Bank and Trust Company of Murfreesboro. They have roots where others have branches. Member FDIC. Don't let the name fool you. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers Local 702 represents more than just electricians. The IBEW is made up of Southern Illinois linemen, tree trimmers, telephone workers, utility workers, city employees, factory workers, construction workers, and many more. So when you support the IBEW, you're really supporting Southern Illinois. Help make Southern Illinois a brighter place. Put your trust in the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers Local 702, providing a better lifestyle for members and a better life for all. If there's anything better than getting a few of your favorite things from McDonald's, it's getting a few of your favorite things from McDonald's for less in the McDonald's app. Mm. Delicious. Order in the McDonald's app today. When you order in the app and buy one of your favorites, like a filet of fish, you can get the second one for just a dollar. Offer valid one time per day from 212 to 31024 at participating McDonald's. Exclusions apply. See app for details. Must opt into rewards. Saluki Basketball on River Radio. River Radio. Lobbed into the Bube left arc. Johnson has a near wing. Abube cutting to the rack. Two-handed. Slam. Scotty Abube, a thunderous two-handed dunk. SIU versus Indiana State. Tonight at 6. Pre-game at 5. On 101.5 CIL-FM. And follow the dogs all season. <laughs> On News Radio, WJPF. Like a good neighbor, Murfreesboro's Chris Mueller is there to guide you with all things insurance. At State Farm, you can save money by combining the purchase of auto insurance with a homeowner's, renter's, or life insurance policy. When bundling, you have a choice to buy both products, either one or neither. With the State Farm mobile app, you can take the neighborhood with you. Keep in touch with Chris and get emergency roadside assistance. State Farm agent Chris Mueller wishes the Murfreesboro Red Devils the very best of luck this season. All right, we're back uh, as we continue on hour one. Um, we want to take some time here. Um, we learn things from time to time, um, sometimes a little after the fact, but sometimes it's, it's current. But um, uh, we want to extend our condolences to 
uh, former Heron Tiger athlete, uh, he, he, and an, an overall great guy, uh, Dr. Justin Settle, uh, passed away this week after a long uh, battle with an illness. And um, a lot of people knew Justin when he played for the Heron Tigers. Uh, he was an outstanding athlete. He was an outstanding student. Uh, and he was my friend. And he was a great guy, uh, a dentist. A lot of people knew him as a dentist. Um, a lot of people are, are remember him as a cowboy. He had that settled beef company, the mm-hmm. big ranch right. with his dad, Randy. Uh, his friend, uh, his mother, Laura, a very dear friend of my family and my mother and, and helped us very much, uh, during her final uh, years on earth. And, but, but, uh, you just, d- he was one of those guys that you just always thought, man, this guy is so robust and full of life and he fought it till the very end. And I, we had the privilege of having him set with us at an SIU game this year. He wanted to bring his son Coy over to see a Suki game. Uh, and I got to meet first time I got to meet Coy and, uh, uh, there's been a lot of tributes on, on social media about Dr. Settle and, um, he, he, there's going to be a celebration of life coming up at the first Baptist church on the 24th at 2 PM. Um, and for his parents, for his lovely family, and, uh, you know, I, I'm going to miss him a ton. And uh, I learned the news this week, and it was just like a gut punch. And uh, um, then we have also learned that um, one of our longtime listeners and a very faithful caller, uh, and he was a character. We loved him. Uh, we've, we've learned that uh, our good friend Earl, who called us all the time, uh, was a diehard listener of the show. Diehard Cubs fan. Uh, diehard Cubs fan. Uh, he has passed away. And uh, we had wondered, we had speculated the last few weeks because we hadn't heard from Earl. And that happened so many times. I remember the uh, gentleman that used to call us named Storm. Right. And he uh, was, was a character and, and deep, the deep pipes. And I was uh, at a workout. I was working out at Johnny Logan Health Center. And a guy came up and said, hey, you're Mike Murphy. I said, yeah. And he goes, I said, hey, my dad really loved your show. And I said, oh, yeah. And he said, yeah, he listened all the time. But he kept speaking in the past tense. And I said, oh, you know, who? well, you remember Storm? And I said, oh, yeah, that deep set of pipes. And, man, he was, uh, you know, was always out having his wife chop the wood for him. And it was a, it was a great, he was a great guy, a great call. Mm-hmm. I never, we never met him. <clears throat> now, I did see Earl one time. I didn't introduce myself to Earl, but I knew it was Earl. But um, we have other listeners that had met Earl. We've had less listeners that have met the stinking genius out and recognize the stinking genius by his voice. Um, but Earl has passed. Um, our good friend storm has passed. Um, Tex remember Tex Tex. Yes. Years ago, he would always call with the, Oh, what was this? He's always, this was the, the voice of reason. yeah. Voice of reason, voice the of voice reason. of sunshine, the voice yeah. of, and, uh, yeah. Tex Calvert was another one that, uh, and over the years we get to know these people. Uh, if not personally, if not in contact with them face to face, but we get to know them on this show. And, um, you know, as we were talking this week, you know, tomorrow's promise to no one. And we just want to, uh, we just want to take time out this morning to, uh, send out our condolences to the, uh, to the settle family. Um, what a, what a, I mean, it just doesn't seem fair. A guy in the uh, robust guy in, in the in the prime of his life and uh, to a good friend Earl and uh, some of the others that yeah. you know that that aren't with us anymore and uh, we keep doing this show and there'll be another one that will you know jump up and 
take somebody's place. There always is, but uh, that's what makes this show special. Yeah, Justin was uh, where I went to. Uh, he was my dentist, and not that every time I went there, depending on what I had to have done, uh, was he the one working on me? Right. But he always made a point to before I left mm-hmm. to come and talk to me for just a few minutes. I mean, he was a busy guy, yeah, but always nice. Always wanted to talk. You know, wanted to talk sports. Sure, I always listened to the show. I actually saw. Uh, I talked to him. I think this was in. Uh, I want to say December. I was at a grade school game at Crab Orchard, and that's uh-huh. where his kids went to school. Yep. And my son spotted him, so me and my son went down there. Was talking to him. You know, uh, considering he looked good, yeah. Uh, and you know, we we talked, and 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 then not too long ago, I'd I'd heard that you know he'd been uh, put on hospice, and it's just like man, it just breaks your heart. Yeah. But a super nice guy, you know, Earl, a character. Uh, I guess the best way to describe Earl, he was very passionate about the Cubs. Oh yeah. Always said how he felt about the Cubs, yeah. good or bad. And uh, but yeah, our hearts, our thoughts, and prayers go out to all those families. Uh, the, the Settle family, we're thinking about you today because that, that as, as Murph said, that, that is a gut punch. Yeah, and I, I remember one time I was in the dentist chair, and uh, he was working on me. He said, you know what I did last night? And I, of course, you know, he's always talking to you when you got your mouth. And he said, well, he said, uh, I was out in the barn, and I put on some tapes, and I was listening to some tapes of old Heron basketball games that you had called when I played. And I said, oh, you had those? He goes, oh, yeah, I had all, I have all those. And uh, that really meant a lot to me that he thought so much of that, that he kept some of those and, and would listen to them from time to time. And we've heard older broadcasts where we've been on 10 years ago, 20 years ago, the heck with the uh, Ziegler Royalton football thing last summer. Uh, they had the final few seconds of me calling the Ziegler Royalton State Championship football game. And I was like, holy cow. And, and they, they surprised me. I didn't know they were going to do it. And they, they said, we have something special for you guys. And they started playing, and there was still like about a minute or two left. They ran three or four plays. And I'm like, holy Toledo, you know. Uh, so, anyway, uh, it's it's uh, that's one of the reasons that we like this so much, that we get to interact with so many people. We had some people this week come up and t- talk to us about the show. and uh, But uh, we just wanted to pass those words along. We've got Derek from Carbondale on. Derek. Good morning. Hey, how you doing, buddy? Hello. I'm I'm on the mend, guys. I apologize that I, I missed you guys during the, uh, the Saturday before the Super Bowl, but uh, but I'm all right, man. I'm I'm on the mend. Good. So, That's good. So yeah, yeah. So I just doing. Uh, wanted to call in. I touch on uh, the NFL game. Um, I had a couple things. Uh, you guys were talking about who had the most uh, football players uh, from. Uh, the two different schools, yeah. colleges, and, and you had two of them, and one was the hero, which was Miko Hardeman uh, from Georgia, yeah, and Chris Conley on the other side, and that's at least two. There might be a few sprinkled in, at just not as popular names, but yeah. So build on on that. Yeah, but, it was. Uh, uh, it's, there was always that X factor in there. Yeah, a, a, absolutely. <laughs> but you know, with this, uh, with me being down, it gives me. Uh, you know, a little bit too much time on my hands, and I got to thinking just watching that game. Why is it? Because you guys were talking about uniforms. Why is it that you always see NFL baseball hats? Baseball coaches wearing football helmets. Well, that's that's a good. Yeah. Well, I tell you what. After after what happened to Andy Reid that night, he might want to start wearing one. 
exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, nah, I'm sorry. I'm trying to be funny, but I got a little <laughs> idle time. Um, if you really want to – and I, I agree with you. The, the Super Bowl game was one of the most exciting ones maybe in a while. I could be wrong. If you want to find, get down in a rabbit hole sometime, look it up number synchronicities. And there's too many to go over with the number 13. And you know how people are kind of suggesting, oh, it's the outcome is already predetermined. Yeah. Everything. Uh, the, one of the interesting ones was uh, I think Mahomes had 333 yards uh, in total yards maybe. And the address of where they were playing at the Death Star it's 3333 outweigh Al Davis way. I think yeah, yeah. Called, but, yeah. And, and you know, the people that come up with that stuff really do have too much time on their hands. <laughs> they really do. Because I've listened to a couple of them. And it's, yeah, it, it's interesting and way too much time. Um, but you guys also, this is something that came up through the week. Um, you guys mentioned uh, the, the UFL. And, oh, again, I didn't dig into it. Uh, but A.J. McCarron left. I think he was actually QB3 and uh, left there being paid the league minimum, which is 700000 I think, a year at least, give or take, to go play with St. Louis. And I think there he had a contract for sixty-five. Yeah, I don't know if any of that is, but I thought, well, he took a little bit of a pay cut there, but – I wouldn't mind being QB3 for about seven. Yeah, well, I think and probably the reason he did that, Derek, was probably because if he goes in there and has the season that he had last year for the Battlehawks, I think he threw like 36 touchdown passes. And if he comes out there and shows that he can still do it, uh, he may be a quarterback too. Or, you know, maybe somebody will say, hey, you know, late in the season and he gets a call up like he did last year. I think those are games that you're auditioning for the big boys. Good point. That's a good point. And again, like you said, and he did say, he said, I want to play. Yeah. And he's going to get in there. And, I, and, I, and I'm like you, where, uh, you know, it's football. You try to get behind it. I tried watching that XFL and whatever other leagues they, they've tried it out over the recent few years. And it's just, it's just not the same. No. Something missing. No, I, I, I'm going to try again. I'm going to try to give him a shot and, uh, I, I, you know, just, uh, just see what happens, but Hey, thanks. Stay, keep on the men and, uh, let us know when you're ready for your spot of fame and we'll, we'll have you in. Absolutely, sir. You guys have a great day. Be safe. All right. You too, Derek. Thank you. That's uh, Derek, one of our callers. He actually won yeah. the uh, contest, but he had some eye problems or something and and he couldn't make it. So, we said just heal up, and when you're ready, we'll we'll have you in there. But uh, Daytona 500's coming up. Daytona 500. It's this race weekend. season. Well, they kicked off Daytona Race Week last night with the Craftsman Truck Race. Uh, but Sunday tomorrow, it's the 66th running of the NASCAR Daytona 500, 1:30 Central Time. Joy Logano and Michael McDowell are on the front row. How's the weather supposed? To be? I have uh, I have friends the, that are down there for the race. The, and they said supposed it was to be of, rain today. Yeah, okay. That may affect the Xfinity race. Oh, okay. Uh, so that could be affected. I don't know about tomorrow. I haven't heard any. I haven't heard any bad news about the weather good, tomorrow. Good. Because my friend said that they there was rain in the forecast, and they're hoping it wouldn't, you know, 
hurt them on Sunday for the big race. And really, in Florida, when isn't there rain in the forecast? Right. I mean, that's usually those usually, pop-up showers. Usually 3 o'clock every afternoon, they have rain yeah. in Orlando. So, all day. Uh, but at yeah. the Daytona 500 tomorrow, one thirty Central Time, uh, whether it's Daytona or Talladega, you watch it because of the big one. Yeah. There's going to be wrecks. It's going to take some big names out. Well, and, they, and the competitive nature of these guys – you know they can go three and sometimes now am I do I did I imagine this sometimes four wide can they go four wide well they can but that's but that's crazy but the thing it? is usually you have two what I call trains and if you get out of line and you don't have a car to come behind you at least one car to come behind to push you in the draft you're going to fall way back because it's all about aerodynamics at Daytona and Talladega. So you kind of you, you, you want to uh, really hook up with one of your teammates to push you or you push them to the front at the end. But if you get out of line, uh, the, the bad thing about these races is if you are in the back, let's say you're in the, the, the last 10 or 12 spots in, in the race, you know, you're, if, if there's a big one in front of you, you're probably going to get collected in it. And that's why you want to get to the front, stay at the front as long as you can. But uh, Daytona, uh, it starts the season. It's their biggest race of the season. It does not crown the champion, but everybody wants to win the Daytona 500. We've got uh, John on the line from West Frankfurt. John, you are up. Hey, how are you guys doing this morning? Love your show, by the way. Always do. Thanks. Thank you. Hey, we're there's kind of a bevy of sports hitting on everything. The Chiefs. 49ers game it was a great game but when I watched it there was a few things that I think where I call kind of subtle game changers number one of course the missed extra point by Moody money Moody as Harbaugh would always refer to him as being a Michigan fan secondly when what was Greenlaw yeah yeah. kind of the guy for their team went out with a Achilles tear mm-hmm. running on the field. You know, that's a big change in the game. Huge. For the 49ers because, you know, he, he was their guy. Mm-hmm. He ran that, that de- the defense. Thirdly, I looked at it like during the first half, the Niners ran the ball a lot. Worked on the defense of Kansas City. The long halftime. Oh, I think, I think that gave probably Kansas City's defense some rest time, and then of course Andy Reid. You can take nothing away from him. The adjustments that he made. Uh huh. I think he's just a you know he's an offensive genius in my mm-hmm. opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think those are the little subtle things that always happen in a game that you don't notice. But when we were watching the game, I looked at my wife and I looked at that extra point and said, that's big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, John, what you said about the longer halftime, I think that's a pretty valid yeah. point because uh, being a – you know, we were both former athletes, Scott, and, and there, a lot of this comes up, and I, we've talked to coaches about this, the senior nights and the delays. And now on some of the uh, – this happened at Mascuda uh, a week ago Saturday night. They, when Heron was introduced for the Muscuda game, and then Muscuda doused the lights like they do at Heron. They have a big vi- right. video presentation up on the video board, and it takes forever for the starting lineups. And I, I know it's, it's, you know, I mean, if they'd had that when I was playing, I would have loved it too. And we have it in the arena. We, but it's more of the 
production or the technical aspects of a game um, and all of that. But the longer halftime show, yeah, it was a lot longer. Yeah, it was. A couple of things you mentioned that um, that were, I think, very important in the game. I thought the 49ers got away from the running game uh, in the second half, and they shouldn't have. Uh, not totally get away from it. Uh, the other thing that, that played big, too, is, you know, I don't remember any, at least I don't, I don't remember many or any, Drop passes by the Chiefs receivers. Yeah, that's that's been that was yeah. that yeah. was their bugaboo the regular season, and for some reason that is that script is flipped in the postseason, and uh, you know when you in the first half, especially the first quarter when the 49ers dominated, but they were only up by three or whatever the score was. I kept thinking to myself. Right. You have not taken advantage of a situation, right. and you've let Mahomes stay in the game, and that may not end well for you. Yeah, and, you know, the thing of it is is they got away from the run game in the third quarter, but when they went back to it in the fourth quarter, they seemed to have – that's when they had some success. And, you know, hey, face it, that's their game. Secondly, I want to throw out, you were talking about the UFL. Those players are all – a lot of them are guys that were – major college athletes they were very good college athletes that are playing now you know to play of course in the nfl you have to be an elite athlete but these guys are good football players it's not like you're going to go out and watch you know some fat old guys that are out of state <laughs> playing some sunday afternoon football like us john know, like us <laughs> exactly at the park like you did 40 years ago <laughs> yeah yeah years ago whatever but those guys are are good athletes, yeah, and good football players. They are just AJ like McCarron. They're just maybe got just an iota away from being in the NFL. That was like Nick Hill. Nick Hill was Nick Hill was a cat's whisker yeah. away from from uh, being uh, Aaron Rodgers' backup in Green Bay. I mean, they'd even bought him a house. They'd bought him a house in Green Bay. That's how certain they were he was going to be on the team. And, and that's just, you know, you 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 look at those guys and you think, you know, everybody's thinking, this is junior league football. It is not. These are good athletes. Yeah. And uh, I guess the last thing I'll mention, you mentioned the 1982 Ziegler Royalton football team. My lovely wife and I started dating at that time. She was a senior in high school at that then, and uh, – we went up to that game, and I might add, it was it was a a cold <laughs> yeah. game. That game was just probably one of the worst football games as far as weather wise I've watched. And uh, but uh, a good football game. And then last year, we went up to watch Christopher Girls play in the state title game, and I looked over at the stadium and I said, you know, remember when you were a senior. Of course, as our walk there and back to where we was parked from was a lot slower than what it was in 1982, we still, you know, good reminiscing. But that was probably, you know, one of the best games, I think, as far as concerned. You know, hey, a guy makes a tackle. Mike Sanders, I actually. Mike Sanders, yeah. Made made a tackle on the one-foot line to save that game. Yep. So, it, it is. And, by the way, you can see that game on YouTube. Really? Walnut has 
someone from Walnut posted all all four quarters. Wow. Of that game, and what it is is it's 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 actual. I think it's their actual game film. Okay. And you can watch that game on YouTube. I'll be darned. Well, thank you, John, for those yes, uh, memories, right. and thanks for listening. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks, All right. John. All right, thank, thank you. you, thank you, John from West Frank. Yeah, he talked about AJ McCarron. McCarron played at Alabama, and the the ironic thing is, you look at Alabama over the years with Nick Saban, how many championships they've won, how how well they've that program has been ever since he's been there. Even, well, go back to Bear Bryant, but. You know, the only quarterbacks I remember from Alabama that made it in the pro, I think Bart Starr went there, Joe Namath, Kenny Stabler, but they really haven't had – now Bryce Young was uh, was the top yeah. pick this past year. But you have, a, you have a football program that has been so good for so long under Bear Bryant and under Nick Saban, but yet they never produced great quarterbacks, really, in my mind, after Kenny Stabler, unless I'm forgetting somebody. But – uh, but they produce great players at every other position, and uh, but AJ McCarron trying to get another shot, uh, and, and John's right. These aren't these aren't guys that are just out here that you would see, you know, on a Division three uh, football team, college football team. These are guys that played at a high level yeah. at, at big colleges. They're trying to get their shot again. So it is entertaining. My my middle block is if I go to I'm gonna have to get over the fact that this is not the NFL. Mm-hmm. If I can get over that and just enjoy the game for yep. what it is, I'll be all right. That's Scott Hudson. I'm Mike Murphy. We'll come back and wrap up our number one. You can text messages if you uh, choose or call us. We love either way. We'll be back. Barbershop, this is Joe. Meet Joe the Barber. Since the 1960s, Murfreesboro has been going to the corner of 19th and Walnut for a haircut. For the past decade, Joe has been the guy giving that haircut. Some people still don't know his last name. Just call him Joe. That's fine with him. Joe's Barbershop is a traditional gentleman's barbershop that offers cuts and shaves. Open Tuesday through Friday, 8 to 5, and Saturdays, 8 to 2. Walk-ins welcome. Appointments preferred. Joe's Barbershop, your local hometown barber. Bank with people you know, who know and love Southern Illinois. First Southern Bank is a community bank that cares for and gives back to the communities we serve. Locally owned, local people, local decisions, and locations throughout Southern Illinois to serve you. First Southern Bank, community banking at its best. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Visit First Southern Bank at firstsouthernbank.net. When it comes to air conditioning and heating, there's only one name you need to know. Over 40 years ago, Charlie decided if he was going to put his name on his air conditioning and heating business, he better do things right. So he decided to make sure Charlie's air conditioning and heating would be a company you could depend on. Charlie's would love to be your air conditioning and heating company. Only one name you need to know. Charlie's Air Conditioning and Heating. Charlie'sAirAndHeat.com. Don't let the name fool you. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers Local 702 represents more than just electricians. The IBEW is made up of Southern Illinois linemen, tree trimmers, telephone workers, utility workers, city employees, factory workers, construction workers, and many more. So when you support the IBEW, you're really supporting Southern Illinois. Help make Southern Illinois a brighter place. Put your trust in the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers Local 702, providing a better lifestyle for members and a better life for all. 
RonWardChevy.com, who makes it easy to shop online anytime. You can shop their entire selection of new and used vehicles from anywhere at RonWardChevy.com, where you can find your price, value your trade, and get pre-approved. You can even schedule a time to come test drive your next vehicle. They'll have the keys waiting for you before you arrive. RonWardChevy.com. They will send you home happy. Ron Ward Chevy supports all of our Southern Illinois athletes. The storied rivalry between Heron and Marion writes their next chapter Wednesday night in Marion at the 3A Regional Semifinal. 95-1 Steve FM has a mega broadcast planned featuring father and son. Off to Williams, throw it ahead to Lukens. Lukens throws it in the lane and Harrison goes in and jams it. There's Curry, thought about the three, instead going to go baseline, pass it back out to Hatchet. He's up for three. That one's good. That's right, Mike Murphy and Gavin Murphy team up for the first time ever on a broadcast. Pre-game gets started at 7.15 Wednesday night. Heron and Marion tip off at 7.30 on 95-1 Steve FM. A lot of sports coming up today. We've got John A. Logan action. The uh, Logan women play Vincennes at 1 p.m. And then the Logan men tackle Vincennes at 3. Um, Vincennes, one of the top teams in the nation in JUCO. SIU women's basketball starts us off at Indiana State today, 11.45 a.m. with the pregame show with Mr. Larson. 12 p.m. tip, uh, 10.20 a.m., 107.9 FM. And then uh, SIU tonight playing in Banterra against number 23, Indiana State. Big thing is, last time Indiana State came in ranked, Larry Bird was on the team. Did you go to any of those games? Yeah, yeah I went to both yeah, of them. I did, too. I did, too. Uh, announced both of them. Got, to, got to, to help Mike Powell in the first one in the following year. I think I was by myself. Uh, but that's coming up uh, at uh, 6 p.m. is the tip-off tonight, so don't – don't go over to SIU and think, oh, yeah, 7 o'clock. we got plenty of time. Let's stop here. Let's No, 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 no. If you want to see all the pregame festivities and hear all the action and hear all the things that go on in the arena, it's a 6 p.m. tip and a 5 p.m. pregame. So, also, um, pitchers and catchers, a lot of people love this. Uh, the older you get, the better it sounds. Pitchers and catchers have reported to spring training. Boy, I saw, listen, I saw some footage, uh, and I, again, you know, I've, I've lost my innocence, but, you know, growing up, big Cardinal fan, listening under the pillows at night and in the blankets out and camping out. Listening Jack to, Buck and Harry Yeah, Carey. Jack Buck, Harry Carey. I mean, uh, big, 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 big Cardinal fan. But uh, I saw the footage of Jordan Walker, uh, and I feel like I got cheated because the year that I was in Florida, I was living in Florida, that's when they didn't have spring training. They had the work stoppage oh, right. and everything. Yep. I really, you know. Now, I did get to go to another year I was down there, and I went to a game, I think it was in Orlando. And as I was parking and getting out of my car to go in, this was how different spring training was then as it is now. And a car pulled up beside me, pretty nice car, and a guy gets out, big guy, like a lumberjack, and he goes around to the back and gets his bag of bats out. And I'm like, what the? Was and I look. No. It was uh, George Brett, George Brett, and he was parking just where the other people park, and he's like, hey, bud, how you doing? And he started heading toward the. I thought, okay, well, I guess uh, I'm in a pretty good spot here, you know. But, I mean, he was out there where everybody mm-hmm. was parking. Uh, but the, the uh, back to what I was saying, the footage of Jordan Walker, my goodness. I mean, 
68, I think they said. Oh, let's say 260. 68260. We'll round up just like the radio we'll round station. Round up does. just like down the hall. Uh, 68260, and they were showing him t- taking batting practice. I have not heard the sound of a ball hitting a bat like that since Jack Clark played. I mean, this guy is a monster. And I all of a sudden kind of got a little tingle. I got a little mm-hmm. baseball tingle right in my right in the baseballs. I got a little tingle. <laughs> uh, and I thought, wow, this is going to be a pretty – Pretty interesting. So I'm I'm looking for what's this? What do we got going on here? Who's this? Who's this? Do we no know who idea. that is? Okay. Well, three minutes till the top of the hour. News. Uh, uh, my mom, where my mom and dad used to stay in Florida, the yeah. Houston Astros training facility was maybe 15, 20 minutes away. So okay. w- when we were down there, it was still only pitchers and catchers. Yeah. I remember we went over there. You could get very, very close. Oh yeah. But the, the interesting thing was. Uh, pitchers were fielding ground balls, pitchers were bunting, and they never yeah. took batting practice. Right, right, right. So that's why specific you don't see good yeah. Specific roles. Yeah. We're just about out of time for hour number one. We'll come back after the news. Uh, stay tuned. A lot more to talk about on Sports Voice Hour number two. SIU Credit Union now offers interest with their free checking with e-statements accounts. Sign up for free checking and start earning a dividend on balances over $1,000. Open with just $25 and there's no monthly fees when you sign up for e-statements. Get access to over 85,000 free ATMs nationwide and free online banking and valuable SIUCU rewards. To start earning, apply online at SIUCU.org. Membership required, insured by NCUA. Right now, one in three drivers is cruising around in a state of skepticism about just how much value their car insurance company is delivering. If you're one of them, State Farm agent Bob Barr in Carbondale can help you get to a better state. He will talk to you, listen to you, and help put together a policy that has you written all over it. From cost to coverage, all backed by 24-7 customer service. Call State Farm agent Bob Barr today or visit his office on West Main Street in Carbondale. Are you looking to enhance the beauty of your home or garden? Look no further than Clark Natural Stone, your go-to destination for rock, decorative stone, mulch, and even topsoil. With a wide range of high-quality natural stone products, Clark Natural Stone has something to fit your taste and style. Clark Natural Stone understands your unique wants and needs when it comes to turning your home into the talk of the town. So if you're looking to make the outside of your home as beautiful as your inside, go five miles east of Marion and talk to the folks at Clark Natural Stone. Clark Natural Stone, premier landscaping service of Southern Illinois. SIU Credit Union now offers interest with their free checking with e-statements accounts. Sign up for free checking and start earning a dividend on balances over $1,000. Open with just $25 and there's no monthly fees when you sign up for e-statements. Get access to over 85,000 free ATMs nationwide and free online banking and valuable SIUCU rewards. To start earning, apply online at SIUCU.org. Membership required, insured by NCUA. Hey, we want to tell you that Sports Voice Hour 2 will be coming up right after this. Scott Hudson will be back. Dave McKenzie will be here. DH, I'm Mike Murphy. And we want to invite you to come back for another hour of Sports Voice. So then all those more talked about sports talk show, you can join us too. Right now, it's time for ABC News. Hey, we're back. It's hour number two. Just had a caller, uh, our good buddy Spider. He says, uh, hey, guys, sorry. I was busy in hour one, and I missed the whole show, the whole first hour. Can we start over? And then we add a third hour. You know, he's not far off the truth. We have talked about adding a third hour before, haven't we? Mm-hmm. They won't let us. 
uh, because we are so dominant now, we are so popular now, we command so much to the audience, you would think they'd want us to go another hour. That would give uh, the man who just walked into the room, half-clothed, a longer chance to explore his knowledge. That's Dave McKenzie's here. You know, and I've always thought that guy was booing. He's saying, woo, 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 woo. That's what yeah, he's doing. Listen to that again. Do, could you, crowd, one more time. <laughs> Hear him back there? Yeah. He's doing the woof, 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 woof. So he's not booing you, Dave. No, no he's no. not booing. Well, I heard that they weren't going to allow us to have a third show because a third hour, third hour, excuse me, <clears throat> because then we would probably have almost about as much airtime and and everything as Taylor Swift, and she didn't like that. She oh, didn't want us to have. So she embargoed ve- that, vetoed, vetoed that. Yeah, yeah. Um, She's there a was a lady. Yeah, there was a. Uh, now I will say this. Um, I was touched by this, if it's true, and then they verified it. But uh, the the parade in Kansas City parade, and wow. then they had the shooting. How terrible that was! Right. Two juveniles are in custody for that, and it said it was over a dispute. Mm-hmm. Okay, now juveniles could be up to seventeen, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. In Mis- yes, in Missouri, in Missouri yes. up to seventeen. But anyway, tragic, and a radio DJ. I guess she was out there covering it, probably for her station. Maybe not. But she, I think she was just with her family. Okay. She was and, a big And she fan. was struck and killed. A lot of others injured, some as, as young as six years old. Um, but the uh, uh, Taylor Swift uh, gave uh, $100,000 to the family of the lady that was killed, which I thought was yeah. was, was very nice. Trav- uh, it's also coming out today that Travis is also going to match that uh, $100,000 as well well so. that's that's very that's, yeah that's very uh that's great yeah that's it is. great yeah. uh, and i because we've seen you know when the blues had their parade um and the cardinals have had parades and things like that um i guess the cubs had a parade once um but <laughs> and the bears had a parade wasn't that a hundred years ago uh no, don't make fun of the cubs <laughs> don't make fun of the cubs not not this early in this season, you know, they just the catchers and pitchers have reported. Hey, they're already making. They haven't been mathematically eliminated yet. No, they have no. not. They have not. Uh, but anyway, so those things are always a little raucous, and I think they've gotten a little. I, I'm just going to say this, just from my standpoint, a little out of control, because the players are either drinking or they're already have drunk quite a bit. And I've seen some footage, and I'm thinking, ah, that's, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I understand it, the celebration, <clears throat> mm-hmm. but I would, I would rather have that celebration, you know, in the locker room or at a private party or something, not out on the streets where my little kids are going to see their, well, their heroes staggering around throwing up. If you remember during the Blues parade, I do. My daughter called in from up there, yeah. gave us a report. Yeah. Uh, she had taken some videos, and yeah. then later told me some things she saw, and. Uh, I think one of the Blues players actually fell off one of the trucks yeah, that he yeah, was riding in. Yeah. And, yeah, they were a little inebriated, to say the least. Right. Um, and Brett Hull, he was – Brett he Hull's was, always inebriated. Brett Hull was <laughs> – I've uh, never seen him he, not – He was a little toasty. He must have a lot of injuries because he um, drinks to relieve you know, the pain. Uh, you, and I think the thing about parades like that, you get to see another side of a person that you've never seen before. Right. You know, because a lot of these players, a lot of these athletes seem like they're kind of reserved – you know, they don't, you know, they really don't 
you know, say a whole lot. They're not in the spotlight. And then they, one being Jordan, Jordan Bennington. I mean, he was a type of guy that, uh, you know, was just kind of to himself. He never was out there, so to speak. But then during the parade, some of the pictures I saw, holy cow. I mean, he was like a different person. So, yeah, I, I, I think it really depends on, to me, it depends on the size of the crowd and how it can be uh, contained, I guess is the best word. Because, you know, you had so many people in Kansas City the other day. I forgot how many police officers they said were there. Right. But still, something of a like this happened. Possible terrorist incident, or they want to safeguard everybody, but still it happened. And, and my hat goes off to the gentleman that, that tackled those, uh, at sure. least a couple of them, and held them down to the police. Now, granted, um, I'm just speaking for myself. If I was there and I was one of the guys that tackled one of those guys, I would probably have done more than just okay. I'm holding you down till the police get here. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry, but I would have done more. Right. Well, better hope they get there quick. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. Um, high school basketball postseason has started. Uh, the Carnival girls lost last night to the Vienna girls. How about Vienna? Twenty-seven um, point. Mm-hmm. Held uh, Amaya Doyle to just I think she had six last night. Yeah, and, I think they what an effort. That's I a, think it was a, a triangle and two. Yeah, on her. But uh, it's a uh, it's that time of year now where starting Monday one and done. Carbondale plays Salem. Carterville plays Johnson City. Now that's at Carterville, right? It is at Carterville. Yeah. Then uh, if you win that game, then Wednesday's game will be at West Frankfort. Correct. And Murfreesboro waiting in the wings. Here's kind of a, something that's uh, neat, uh, if you think about it. Uh, Carterville's first game in the postseason is at home against Johnson City. Johnson City is coached by Scott Brzezinski, mm-hmm. the former Carterville coach. First time coaching coaching at Carterville since he's been at J.C. Yeah. Since he left. So that'll be a yeah, little be side, side note to the, uh, to the game. And uh, Carterville uh, rolling pretty good right now. Seven in a row. Yeah, got the big win over. That's when Murphy. you want to. That's when you want to go into the playoffs at that at that spot. Um, on the other hand, one of our other teams, Heron, struggling a little bit. They beat Harrisburg the other night, but they're they're struggling. Yeah, it, it wasn't. I mean, it was it was a good win to get, especially before the postseason. But there's just there's something missing. I don't know what it is. There's something that's not that's not clicking right now. Now you got a big uh, rivalry game with Marion on Wednesday night. Right. Of course Marion wants revenge for the 45-40 loss they took to Heron right. a few weeks ago. So that'll be interesting. But I, I And Rogowski <clears throat> is supposed to play. Yeah. The Marion star. I had somebody I had somebody tell me the other day because we talked about Rogowski not playing. And I can't remember who this person was, but somebody told me that Marion <clears throat> seems to play a little bit more team-oriented game when Rogowski's been out. I mean, Rogowski's a big-time scorer. It's team chemistry, too. But some of know. it, some of, but, but if, 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 you know, if you're the coach, you want Rogowski sure. in there. I think one of the big things that uh, Gus Gillespie's done is put that big 6'9 kid in the middle. I mean, he, if, uh, because they played Mount Vernon and beat Mount Vernon, and what's our guy from up there, the uh, Nesbitt? Nesbitt? I think he only got two points. I tell you, was, is it just me? It is. But, <laughs> yeah, it is just me. But um, after the win the other night, I didn't realize that Marion had 20 wins on yeah. the season. It's been kind of a quiet season right, for them. Right, right. Um, and, and they're hosting it, a regional. Yeah, it just kind of caught me. I was like, wow, Marion has well, 20 wins this year. And I'll tell you a team that has gone from the penthouse to the outhouse in about two weeks. 
Massac County. Woo! They destroy Heron. I mean, I've never seen a team look that good, Dave. I haven't either. From start to finish, I have never seen a team come into Heron and do something Literally, like that. Literally, the Heron fans were just sitting there with their hands underneath their their legs and their mouths agape. And then <laughs> they lose. I don't know what order this is, but but Carterville goes to Massac mm-hmm. County, beats, beats them, them down there. The other night, Hamilton County, County beats Massac beat County. County. I know. Uh, <laughs> Matchups. I guess it's all about matchups. It is about the matchups. And, and, and they're 17, 18-year-old kids. And Carterville, the one thing about Carterville right now, the defense has just been outstanding. Mm-hmm. They are, are really, and they're and Shane can go, he's going three, four deep on his bench that come in and, and can kind of sub those in. And, and it's the defense that really leads the Lions, uh, you know, because – Carterville only scores about 46 points a ball game. But uh, when at Massac the other night, when Carterville played them, it was a seven-point ball game with about a minute 30 left. And Joe Hossman, he pulled he pulled his guys off the floor, hmm. went to the bench, and I was like, wow, are they conceding here? And it was a message game that he wanted to send to his guys because Joe, you know Joe, mm, I know he Joe. stands there with his arms crossed at the at the head of the coach's yeah. box watching his guys walk off the floor. Didn't say a word, and uh, I I was kind of surprised by that. And I think then, that was their senior night. Too. It it uh, not against us. It wasn't. Okay. Um, and then uh, um, then Hamco comes back and gets the the win on him. Um, the other night, yeah, I yeah. was I was surprised Talk about by that. riding on a roller coaster. Yeah, man. Hmm. Uh, the Sluki segment. It's time for the segment. Uh, SIU baseball won yesterday. SIU softball. This pitcher that SIU softball has, I I have a feeling that this is going to be a national story if it's not already, because she dominated again yesterday. She's the one that threw the seven-inning perfect game and then came in and threw three more innings. Wasn't she announced the D1 player of the week? Freshman. Week. Freshman, freshman, freshman of the week. Yeah. yeah. Division one freshman of the week. Yeah. And it's not like Jen Sewell's club. Like Scary Bladeck always did this, too, and we loved it. It's not like they're ducking anybody. Who are they playing today? Iowa and then Purdue or something like that? Or well, Iowa they, and they, Illinois? <laughs> they beat Iowa yesterday. They're playing Illinois and Penn State this weekend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bring them on. Bring them on. Now, I was told, I don't know if we've talked about this, I was told that uh, the pitcher we're talking about, the freshman, her sister's the catcher on the team. Yes. I did not know that. Wow. I didn't know that either. Yep. I didn't know that either. Yep, yep. But Kerry Blaylock, and and Kerry will give credit to Rectals Bauer and eventually gets back to, you know, the work done by Charlotte West. But the softball team and the baseball team, because you know who celebrated her birthday this week? Itchy Jones. Yes. Itchy Jones. And there was some nice tributes on social media to Itch. I think they I, – I don't want to get this wrong. I think they said 84, 86. I'm not sure. Um, but Itchy Jones had a birthday this week, and uh, we want to send out birthday wishes to him. But uh, baseball and softball has always been, a lot like track and gymnastics, has always been – very, very successful at SIU. Saluki so softball, there's been a schedule change for today. Oh, okay. Morning games have been postponed due to the weather. Uh, Saluki doubleheader tomorrow at the spring games have been moved forward due to pending. Okay, oh. so here we go. So today uh, it's at. Uh, that, that was from yesterday. So 
their game was their game has been postponed. Stay tuned for updates. There we go. I guess okay. that's the way to put okay. that. Yeah. And they're they're in Leesburg, Florida, aren't they? DH. Mm-hmm. Yes. Isn't that where we have them? Leesburg. Yeah, Leesburg, Florida. The men are uh, are they in Conway, uh, in Arkansas? They're, they're in uh, Louisiana. Okay, Louisiana. Northwestern state. Uh, yeah, Northwestern state. So everybody gets excited when baseball and softball because you're, you're outside. You're going to eat some brats. You know, you might go to a ball game, and and it's the outside. It's springtime. It's all. I mean, it's, it's kind of stacked, really, you know, because when football comes, oh, it's fall, it's going to get cold, mm-hmm. never sit outside, you know, it's going to be hot at first, then it's going to be cold. But baseball, it's like, oh, oh, just like today, beautiful sunny day. Yesterday, you felt like you lived in Siberia. Banks. Yeah, I mean, it was just like everybody that came into the office yesterday, oh, what a dreary day, this looks terrible, this looks awful, we're going to get some bad weather. It's just, it's kind of gloomy. Well, you have to remember, it's still February. It's That's still true. southern Illinois. Yeah. That's true. We're not buddy. out of the woods yeah. by any stretch yeah. of the imagination. Well, hey, I remember it snowing in March. Yeah. My uh, daughter's birthday is March 14th. And one year, like I think she was turned nine, we woke up to seven inches of snow Ooh, for yeah. her birthday. Wow. Oh, yeah. Happy yeah. birthday. But yeah. they had, uh, they some people were reporting up around Jefferson County, Perry County, Washington County yesterday, snowing, sleet, hail, and thunder. Mm-hmm. Five that's, and a half inches of snow you don't, up there. Yeah, that's something you don't really... Uh, you know, I you know, oh, it's snowing, oh, it's sleeting, oh, there's some hail in that, oh, uh, the wind, and it, is that thunder I hear? You know, it's. I on. actually saw a video this week, in a snowstorm, a tornado. Wow. Wow. That's... It was a a weather chaser that was yeah. that had followed it. Photoshopped. I've never seen that. Photoshopped. Before. Yeah, it uh, might have been. Anyway, SIU uh, baseball, softball winning. SIU women's basketball playing today at Indiana State. We'll have that game with 11.45 pregame, a 12 p.m. tip-off on 10.20 a.m. and 107.9 FM. And then this afternoon, or this evening, early this evening, SIU, women, or SIU men's basketball, number 23, Indiana State. For now. 5 p.m. pregame, 6 p.m. tip-off, 101.5 CIL-FM, Mike Trude and Luke Martin. And, of course, everybody's making up the big deal about, you know, last time Indiana State came in here ranked, Who's the big, tall, blonde-headed guy that played? I can't. Uh, his name Some was after of, a. His, was named it, after a bird? Is Larry, that right? Larry uh, Moose. Larry Legend. Larry, uh, yeah. Oh, Larry Bird. Larry Bird. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and a lot of people. And here's the, the hick thing. from French Lick. Yeah. Here's the thing that a lot of people do, and I get a big kick out of this. Um, yeah. Do you remember that uh, time Larry Bird did that in there? You know, played in the arena. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, I was there, and I and I and it. That's kind of tantamount to when Meridian Bobcats upset Thorn Ridge in the morning session of the Carbondale Holiday Tournament. What was it, like 1972 or something like that? And they and Thorn Ridge was like, you know, had an unbeaten string as long as, you know, Scott's arms and my arms put together. That's long. And Meridian beat him in the morning session. I was there. I saw it. Unbelievable. One of the most unbelievable things I've ever seen. And if you want to pull for the underdog, you pull for the underdog. Um, and there was never a David and Goliath more apparent than that. But over the years past now, I think everybody that talks about that game, everybody that brings that game up in conversation, well, I was there. And I'm thinking, if all of these people that told me that they were there were there, that place would have almost been packed. Because <laughs> been 20, people it was there. a morning session of the Carbondale Holiday Tournament. And now this was back when they had 
you know, big crowds and the guys sitting up at the tables up in the upper concourse <laughs> eating breakfast and they'd be there all day playing cards and everything. They just lived up there. Uh, but I know there wasn't, you know, everybody, oh, yeah, I was there. I remember that. Really? Remember that big technical that they, no, don't remember that. Yeah, because there wasn't one. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's funny that people, pe- but people gravitate toward that. They want to be a part of yeah. it. Yeah, and I hope there's a big crowd tonight. At SIU, the, the basketball Salukis have been up and down recently. They've lost some tough ones. They lost the other night at Belmont. But they're in the middle of the pack of the conference, and I know that doesn't set well with a lot of people. You know, they, they're angry. They're mad. Uh, they think that more people should be playing more minutes, and, you know, things aren't happening the way they want to happen. But, again, I go back to this <clears throat> age we live in now of the microwave popcorn. Uh, you can, I want some popcorn. You know, in the old times, Grandpa would say, okay, put it here, put some oil in there. You're sitting there, <laughs> I don't want any now. You know, there it is. Uh, but, you know, now what, three minutes and 22 seconds and tear the bag open, watch out for the steam, and you've got microwave popcorn. Well, I think one of the things that, that SIU fans are probably a little upset about is the fact that the way SIU's lost some of these games where they had big leads. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and when you've done it more than once, it's it's like okay you know what you know why you lost that game, and then you know you come back what was it was the Bradley game was the first one they had a twenty one point lead at half lost that game then it was the Missouri State game where they had a eleven point lead late in the game and lose that game in overtime. Um, I think that's you know fans can live with losses uh, if they know that you know you played you played close to your best uh, or maybe you played just a better team. Hey, you know, no, no harm, no foul, but I think I think there's still a little bit of a bad taste in uh, Slukey fans' mouth that uh, those two games, you know, were games that they should have won, and you know, you basically leave it to one player on your team to win that game for you. Yeah, and uh, I, I get it. Johnson's an exciting player. He's one of the top scorers in the country. And some people have been it. going to that point of, well, when Johnson has the ball, everybody expects him to do it, so they stand around, nobody's helping. There's no movement. There's no movement. There's nobody. You know, if if you're going to do that, and, again, this might not work, but in the old days, you just clear out one side of the floor. Right. Say, okay, dude, here you go. One-on-one, you go against him. But I, I, think, I think that's just – Part of the reason why there might be a bad taste in people's mouth right now. Now they go out tonight and they up Sydney and State. You bet. A lot of those problems are over. You bet. Absolutely. And and I think another one is Trent Brown. If he doesn't shoot the ball well, as I was talking about this uh, with a with a person that I consider an expert on Saluki basketball this week. Uh, but if Trent Brown is not out there scoring, if he's shooting like three of thirteen or something like that, he's a liability because. They'll try to post him up down low. Sometimes they say, oh, he's one of our better defensive players, maybe out on the perimeter. But coaches are smart, and usually whoever Trent's trying to guard is bigger, so they'll try to post him up down low. They'll go down low with a bigger guard and get turnaround jumpers or things like that. Well, it just shows you how vulnerable the Salukis are when Trent Brown, or uh, excuse me, when Xavier only scores 17. Mm-hmm. You know, when he's not yeah. popping for 30, somebody's right. got to pick up those points, yeah. and, and that hasn't happened. And I, you know, everybody has kind of their favorites that they watch at Saluki games, and they think, well, why is this guy? Not? A lot of it is Ubu Bay. They like his energy. They like his enthusiasm. Uh, but I like the kid, uh, the European kid on the bench, uh, Sulik. Uh, I watched him. He's got, uh, he's a European player, and that's kind of the rage now. And he's got, uh, he's, he's muscular. In sort of a 
you know, sinewy way, like cords running up and down his arms. Seems to jump pretty well, has a pretty good basketball IQ, can shoot the ball, not afraid to shoot the ball. Um, but I, it's, just, it's just combinations. And I know a lot of coaches, when they get down closer to the end of the season, that rotation goes tighter and tighter, tighter and tighter. Uh, you said Carterville going about, what'd you say? Eight. We're yeah, playing I, three I, off the three off the bench. Yeah, I would I would uh, disagree with that. I would say seven. I would say seven. Uh, but the two that they do bring in, I like because they're able to do a lot of things: score, defend, steal. Uh, but I, I uh, but everybody has their. That's what's so fun about it. That's why somebody asked me that, about the show this week, and I said that we love doing the show. It's like we all get together to have breakfast. And we're just talking sports. Mm-hmm. And they said it's so um, easygoing, it flows. Uh, no, we're not doing that, DH, no. And if we are, it's milk or soft drinks or whatever. Uh, always the same thing with him. Um, your grandma still listens to the show, you know. She's listening right now. She may be. Huh? You think? She may be. Think so? No, I don't think so either. Um, but SAU basketball, as Scott said, if they win tonight – and it's an early, remember this, it's a 6 p.m. tip. I like the 6 p.m. tips. I think it's one of the best things they've done because. Um, get home earlier. You get home earlier. Yeah, I'm an old, I'm an old guy, you know, and I, what are you laughing about? I, you're older, too. You get, <laughs> I am. No, what do you say every Saturday? Ice cream after the game. What do you no, say least. every Saturday when the show's over? What's the first thing you say as you're walking out? I'm ready well, for a boys, nap. Ready for a nap. Well, boys, Time ready for, for a nap. nap. Yep. Me too. You know, and at our age, Scott, do you like this? I mean, sometimes in the afternoon, they go, oh, boy, I just want to lay down and take a nap. No kid, yeah. On the weekends, I mean, we don't do that now because, well, we can do that now when there's no football. But usually, you know, it's – and I'm even thinking at work, you know, "Mm, boy. And DH will – yeah, sometimes I don't care where I'm at. (laughs) You know, they'll say, hey, you okay? What are you talking about? Well, uh, it was 1.30 a minute ago when you came back from lunch, now it's 3.30. Yeah, I feel a lot better, though. You know, fall asleep on my chair. It's like last night, no ball game. And I was like, wow, I'm going to yeah. go to bed early. I went to bed. at I laid down at 9 o'clock and laid there and just Tossed was wide earth. awake until yeah. 11 o'clock. Right. And, and you've seen finally, basketballs bouncing yeah. around in your head. Right? <laughs> was, you got into the defensive stance. Yep. Uh, we've got somebody listening to us in Daytona Beach this morning. Uh, they said, heard you guys talking about the uh, Daytona 500. And uh, they said it doesn't look good. And they gave us a weather pattern for Daytona Beach tomorrow, uh, 58 and drizzle. Uh, they said at 6.15 they'll have uh, sunset tonight, but then they're talking about 7, 8, 9, 10. Uh, it's going to be raining most of the night and into tomorrow. So hopefully that will move out of the area because it does in Florida. You're right. It does in Florida move yeah. through. Yeah, you got to hope that they can get this race in tomorrow. Uh, otherwise, we'll have to postpone it or move it back to Monday. And you know, you nobody watches on Monday. That, that a lot of people go back to work, you know, so they're not going to be able to watch it. So they're going to do everything they can to get that uh, that race yeah. in. Hey, breaking news in college basketball: Lefty Drizell has passed away mm. at the age of 92. Put Maryland on college basketball's mm. map. Um, he was he's a Hall of Famer, um, and uh, his uh, Maryland anou- just announced uh, his death today. Um, he finished with 786 victories over parts of five decades and was the first coach to win more than 100 games at four Division I schools. Lefty Drizell, dead at the age of 92. Here's something that just came in. Did you guys see the pregame 
where Brent Musburger told the story how the NFL Today show got started. Remember that show? That was one of the first ones, mm-hmm. the pregame shows. And one of the first ones that had multiple people on it. And a woman on it. Yeah, Phyllis, uh, Phyllis George. Yep. And uh, it's a shame Brent Musburger isn't in the Hall of Fame. How did this not happen already? Randy from Waltonville. You know, uh, Brent was doing the uh, play, radio play-by-play for the Raiders in Las Vegas. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah, he was. I didn't know if he was still he, still broadcasting yeah, or not. He, he was doing a show out in Vegas uh, that was kind of centered around gambling, and then of course now where we're at with pro sports, that's uh, you know you're you're a hot commodity again. But he was doing the play by play for the Raiders, and every, every time the Raiders would score, the Las Vegas Raiders would score. His signature call was jackpot. Makes sense. You talk about the t- um, CBS, the, we're talking about Phyllis George. There on YouTube, there is a documentary you can watch about the evolution of s- football broadcast on TV mm-hmm. and how, um, you know, going from the Heidi game oh, and yeah. all the, the stink from, from when they, they switched to the progression that technology made in the NFL broadcast right. about how the, all the work that it took to put the yellow first down marker yeah. on the broadcast. How about that, the, and, that camera that's above the field? Yeah. I remember the first time we went to a Rams game and we were down on the field and it was almost like a work zone. You'd hear these warnings and you beep, 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 and you'd look up and there's this big thing coming at you and it was hanging out over the field that had the mm-hmm. camera on it yeah. and now they've got it on the wire which sometimes you can see great shots but uh i mean think about the preparation that we go through and the evolution that we've had scott and dave because we are now are using some pretty sophisticated gear um and dave is and we've said this i think we said this on the podcast with carrie martin that dave has kind of been the innovator of that for us and has done stuff that other people wouldn't try or couldn't do but now i mean the equipment that you and i use uh is new and sounds so good and your and game sounds well, so good it's, it's new and it's uh um uh, you know and it's not sometimes it does not connect you know i mean bob romanowski says hey it'll connect automatically well we've been places where it didn't connect jason and i were in mascuda last week didn't connect so you set, shut everything down you start it again I mean, it's not not like I have John LeBlanc next to me sometime, or you. Remember, we, we had the tutorial before I went to the Kansas with Johnny Logan last year, basketball. They said, okay, you do this and this. We've got you. You know, and Greg Sederick and I and, and Tim Ritchie were there hooking up for the first game. And I was just like this. I, I was like, I thought it was defusing a bomb. You know, and, and, you know, I'm thinking, I can't get it to work. It doesn't work. It's a, well, I had it on an internal loop where it was just sending me my own voice back. Um, but, and you know, then the experts, and I appreciate this because I was scared to death. I, I thought, well, you know, I'm, I'm an old dog learning new tricks, but my buddy, Mike Reese called, have you done this? Have you, the Vincennes broadcaster who was not doing a game until much later, an older gentleman, he came up, he said, well, let me try this. Well, maybe you can use, and finally I just walked away and I said, I just got to clear my mind. I walked out in the lobby and just, you know, kind of just thought about it for a few minutes and came back in and we got it going. Uh, Bob was on the phone. You were on the phone, and uh, remember, I was very happy with you. You were <laughs> because you had showed me how to do it. And uh, they 
never said anything. You know, but uh, it, but once we got it, it was flawless. And Scott, you do an excellent job with it now. Um, and who would have thought? You know, uh, somebody like us. You know. And I can't find the right adapter for John's phone. <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> I've got to work on there. that this weekend. You're so. on your own there, but, uh, but 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 your stuff has always sounded good, and then you add the video to it, right? Which Scott and I will never do because no, we not. have faces for radio. <laughs> Even when we were going to do that uh, thing with Kerry Martin, you know, the coaches having coffee with coaches, and we went in there, and the guys came and started setting the cameras up. And they go, I don't know if this is going to work. I don't think this is. Uh, I'll probably listen to it. I'm not really sure that I'll watch it. No, I'll it. watch it. I'll watch it because I, you know, the thing I want, they did one with Nick Hill the other day. And mm-hmm. the thing I wanted to see first was remember when they handed us those little little uh, mics that we right. had to pin on there? I thought, this is going to look stupid. Because, I mean, I, I felt like mine was flopping over or something or I'm not going to be heard. And But then when I saw Carrie and Nick... And the way they had their microphones, you know, they look stupid too. So I, no, I'm just kidding. They, they, it, it was, uh, it was a fun experience that we did. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, it, it's. Uh, they just released one with Nick Hill, which was really good. Yeah, really good. And Kerry Martin is just so easy to talk to. It's like, it's like going to talk to your grandpa or something. You know, is that bad? Because well, I don't know. Kerry yeah, might not. Kerry like might that. not like that because he said I listen every Saturday. He's a grandpa. I, I'm sure. Well, he is a grandpa. Well, that's yeah. true. But I'm, I'm sure he's going. Well, hey, man. You know. But we all get older. We all get older, and some of us get older gracefully, and some, like Dave, just get old. And, <laughs> True. Uh, yeah. But people were talking about us at the games this week, uh, talking talking about the show and talking about what a good job you do, what a good job Scott does. Uh, they even mentioned DH a couple of times. Outstanding. And uh, I said, DH is uh, on the way out. <laughs> he's, he's just doesn't gonna, know it yet until not, now. He, uh, he, uh, all right, we got Stanley on the phone, and I bet you I know what this call's about. All right? Probably. And you know. Let's not say it, but baseball and football. But he'll say it. Is it about baseball and football? Gosh, let's not say it. That's right. Stanley, <laughs> you're up. Hey, yeah, uh, my football comment is: uh, You think we might as well just uh, leave the Lombardi Trophy in Kansas City for about the next ten years? Oh no, 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 no! I don't think so. They're hard to beat. They're really hard to beat. Mahomes is hard to beat. His receivers were mediocre at best this year. Kelsey came on late in the season. Uh, the defense with Spagnola is magnificent. Mahomes is tough to beat. Remember the Super Bowl that Mahomes didn't win, and he was being pressured and hounded and sacked, and he was still getting passes off that were pretty doggone close. And I swear yeah. some of those things, he was parallel to the ground and throwing that about three inches off the ground, down the field, 40 yards or across the field, and they were still almost hitting guys right in the hands. But I, I just can't – I won't bet against him, but I just – I think somewhere next year they may make an early exit. I may be wrong, but I just yeah. – some of the other teams are getting pretty strong. Yeah. The other thing was uh, next week, next a week from today, spring training begins. Yeah, it's here. It's here. Um, we knew you were going to talk about that, Stanley. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, I think the Cardinals still have some question marks going into the season, especially with the rotation. They've got Lynn. Uh, they've got Gibson. They've got Sonny Gray. Uh, nice additions, but they still don't have that number one guy, in my opinion, that they could have gotten through free agency or through a trade. But we'll see how we'll see how it works out. I mean, the Milwaukee Brewers lost Corbin Burns, traded him to Baltimore. He's out of the league now. The Cubs still haven't done a whole lot in the offseason. Cincinnati, a good young team, very fun to watch last year. 
but faded down the stretch, you know, are, will they be able to recapture that magic? Yeah. I mean, it's a division that's wide open in my mind. I, I yeah. watched some stuff with uh, Jordan Walker on social media, Stanley, and he looked huge, and he was yeah. whacking the ball in the batting cages. I haven't heard a ball leave a bat like that since Jack Clark played. I mean, it, was, it wasn't a crack. It was more like a whomp. Yeah. Um, did they keep Miles Michaelis? Is he gone? He's still there. Oh, he'll be the number one. Just watch out. Yeah, you know. he's he's one of those pitchers. He's one of those pitchers they like uh, pitch to contact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's good at it. Yeah, well, they're all the <laughs> he's very good. He's very good. He's very good. He's good. He's very good. Throwing the contact. Yeah. So, what's the starting lineup look like? Well, I know Goldie at first and Arenado at third, and they've been talking a lot with them this week. Was there some talk about no leadership in the clubhouse? Because we're quiet guys. Yeah, we don't say. And a whole he lot. says we're quiet. And and Arenado was saying, look, I'm hearing the whispers, and I, I'm tired of it. So everybody's saying, uh-oh, look out. Arnado's yeah. going to have a huge year. Goldie's another year older. Um, second base, I'd say Edmund. Yep, I would think. Or short. Or short. Or short. Yep. Uh, which would, would leave Mason Wynn out of the starting line. I, I want Mason Wynn in the but, starting line. But where are you going to put Tommy no- Edmund in center field, I think. Well, and, and but that would that, that would if they do that, that would open up second base for Gorman. You put Gorman at second, Edmund at sh- or Edmund in the outfield, Mason went at short, and then yeah. you'd have Carlson, Edmund, and Walker in the outfield. So, um, new bar will be somewhere. New bar, there. new yeah. bar will probably you know spell somebody in the outfield. It'll probably be a DH depending on who's pitching. Right. What about Matt Carpenter? Oh please, oh, Matt Carpenter's there. Matt Carpenter's going to sit in the dugout and talk to the guy. That's all I want him to do. And one of them said, "That's one of them said, well they." You know, the leadership thing, Matt Carpenter, I've, I've seen this posted by Cardinal fans. Well, Matt Carpenter brings the leadership that they needed. Huh? thought that I, was the manager's role. I disagree with the move. I disagree with the move, and I think that he's taken up the place that somebody else could be there. But maybe he'll have a big year. Maybe he'll have a resurgence. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find what, out. What about this other guy that plays second base? Um, Brendan something or other. Donovan? Donovan. Donovan. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean he's again he's in the mix. Uh, Gorman, what Gorman's the better hitter of the two right now. Gorman had a pretty good year last year with home runs. Gorman got hurt as well. Yeah, and Gorman's younger than I thought he was. Gorman's Gorman will uh, Donovan will get his at bats some at DH. He'll spell somebody. But what do you mean spell somebody? Um, what do you like yeah, a spelling so bee? They have before the before the game. They say, "Okay, Donovan, stand up and spell arithmetic," and he'll say, uh, "Well, country of origin, please." Use it in a sentence, please. And then if he gets them all right, he gets to start. Is that what you spell? Yeah, well, like if he would spell carpenter, he'd say C A N T P L A Y. Who's you the, know, who's their closer going to be? Uh, Helsley. Helsley, yeah. Helsley, yeah. Um, what about the catcher? Who's going to be their catcher, you think? Uh, Contreras. Yeah, yeah Contreras, Contreras is still now. there. Yep. Yeah. That's right. I forgot about him. Yeah. 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 What, yeah. Kissinger's so, gone. Yeah. Kissinger's with the Rangers. Kissinger's with the Rangers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's gone. Yeah. So. Herrera, you think he'll play any? Uh, Andre, he, his football's better days <laughs> behind him. Yvonne Herrera, yeah, I mean, he'll yeah, probably be the backup, backup right now. So, yeah. uh I mean, it'll be, it'll be interesting, but to me, it always comes down to the pitching. That's what cost the Cardinals yeah. last year, and if they if they aren't better there this year, it's going to cost them again. Thanks, yeah. Stanley. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Bye. Um, uh oh, somebody comes and says, "Hey, tell Scott he spelled Carpenter wrong." 
Yeah, spell that again the way you spelled it. C a n t p l a y. Yeah. Apostrophe t is. It was a joke, but I I I wanted to do it because you went through there so fast. I was kind of having a what did he you know. It's just me. I just wanted to hear you just do you? it again. Yeah. Well, I was wanted to see, see if you could do it. Yeah. We talked about this, too, uh, Dave, and we mentioned this the other day. We were talking about, we talked about this, Dave, about doing a bloopers reel. <laughs> that, because, like, for example, Team of the Week, which we're not going to have a Team of the Week this week. You know that, right? Waiting on Team of the Year. Yeah, because the regular season's over. So we're waiting on Team of the Year now. Mm-hmm. So let's 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 see. And there'll be cries. There'll be people out there that said, oh, so-and-so wasn't Team of well, that doesn't mean they're not going to be named Team of the Year. Because we've Correct. done that before. We are not, uh, you know, we truly are uh, people of uh, contrast, contrasting moods. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you think, oh, this has got to be, and then boom, we hit somebody else. But we're, we're going to, right now, we're going to kind of shelve it, and we'll wait for Team of the Year. Yep. Uh, speaking of basketball, I want to I I tell this story. Uh Mike's heard it. DH has heard it. Dave has not heard this. <clears throat> it's something I saw last Saturday at the Class L um, state Champions. championships uh, at at uh, Ren Lake. I want to first say before I say anything, what I'm about to say has nothing to do with the outcome of the game. Okay, so this this isn't sour grapes. This isn't anything like it. Has nothing to do with the outcome of the game. Other than maybe it could have the, the the deficit might have been a little closer. I don't know. So this isn't about okay. Well, Hudson's running because you know his team lost or whatever. That's not it because this would not have changed the outcome. In in pregame warmups, there was a uh, a kid that was going in to rebound a layup. Like you know teams go out and they do the layups first, and he hit his hand off the backboard. One official came up to this young man and said, hey, buddy, he said, I don't think your coach would like it very much if uh, you started the game with a technical and the other team's getting two shots. And our player, the player just looked at him like, didn't say anything. Didn't even go tell the coach about it. Uh, I talked to some coaches this week, and I have not talked to any officials, to, to, to be fair, but I talked to some coaches that says, hitting the backboard in pregame is not a, not, not a technical. Dunking is. Correct. In the eighth grade level, there are some that can, but nobody on either of these teams could, I don't think. So after this official made this call, there's three officials in, in the championship games instead of two during a regular season. So the three officials go over to the opposing coach, talk to him about about what they just saw or one of them saw, and the head coach for the other team says – no, no, that's either he said no, don't call it, or that's not a technical. <clears throat> well, either way, the officials are wrong. One, if you don't know the rules, you don't go ask the other coach what to call. And two, you don't get his opinion. If he says, yeah, I'll go ahead, you're going to call the call the technical. I mean, that was just that was a bad look, okay? That was just a bad look. So as the game goes along, there was a player who hit his head on the floor. So he gets up. You know, I, I'm not not like stumbling or anything, but you know, he gets up and kind of just shakes his head. The coach takes him out of the game, puts him on the bench. There's maybe three or four minutes left in the game, or I'm sorry, in the first, in the second quarter. So he comes out of the game. He's replaced. You have halftime. It's like an eight minute halftime, I believe. So he's been out of the game for maybe 10, 12 minutes at least. During halftime, the 
uh, Southern Illinois Junior High Association's director, who will, who will remain nameless, walks into the locker room and tells the head coach that that boy can't play anymore. And, okay, why? Well, they come back out on the floor, and you have the parent of the kid who's just absolutely gone ballistic. Here's the kicker. There was no athletic trainer at this state tournament that day. How do you let that happen? How can you not have an athletic trainer at a state tournament, or any game for that matter, but especially a state tournament, to make a decision on whether a kid can play or not after falling and hitting his head? What had happened in the third-place game, a player from another team from St. Mary's of Alton had fallen, hit his head, got up, was shaking it. He was allowed to continue to play. Okay? Again, how do you not have an athletic trainer to make a decision based on their knowledge because they are in the medical field where officials are not in the medical field, a director of a term is not in a medical, you know, in the medical field. So they they made a decision that basically this who was an eighth grader, your season's over, and this is how it's going to end because well we don't have an athletic trainer, so we're just going to tell you you can't play after you allowed a player who hit his head in the game before to go ahead and finish. Not consistent. Not uh, I. I'm shocked. I. <laughs> I'm shocked yeah, that there so, was not an not athletic trainer, trainer there. there. That's, that's the one because thing that jumps I think, out at me. I think there's a, 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 a rule that for high school football, if there's not an ambulance you at the field, play. you have to wait you until cannot, there's a – That happened to us in Benton many years ago in a playoff game with Murph and I. There was there was an mm-hmm. ambulance that had to go had to leave because of an accident or something. Another call, and they, they had to delay the game until that ambulance yeah. got back. And the, and the game was delayed pretty close to an hour. Yeah. So that I mean, that's a complete breakdown, though. In the I think so junior high association that that would be seem like it would be at the top of the checklist of the things that you have to have yeah, for that and, tournament and, and ankles, twisted ankles, yeah, exactly. and things like that. But I mean, what if you have like a, a compound fracture, or what if you have you know somebody that really does? I get they don't. Get I, I get hurt. that they don't want parents and or coaches of that team to make the decisions. But if you don't have an athletic trainer there, to me that has to it has to go to the coaches of it, that team. It defaults to the coaches. Yeah, exactly, it has to go to the t- the coaches. Because you got some coaches, you know, that they'll they'll wrap ankles and and you know and and straighten out but dislocated it's a different fingers game today than it was exactly right, back twenty years ago. Yeah, I, that is not that would shouldn't have been the director's. Decision, and, and that was that was that was one of the things. The other thing that happened, and again, some of this I was told about, some of it I saw. Okay, what I was told about, there was one official out of the three. Uh, I think he was the one that told told the kid, "Hey, you know, do you want to start? You want your team to start with two technical fouls because you hit the backboard?" And again, I talked to some coaches that said that's not a technical. Dunking is okay. I get it, but this one official was making all the calls. A certain way. The one that wanted to call the technical? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Was wanting to to, – he was calling the game a a certain way. I'll leave it at that. After the game was over, again, this was was kind of the rumor that was going around the gym. So I can't – I have no knowledge of this. I can't say definitely this was the case. I'm just telling you what was said. That – this official had a relative or a grandson that played on the other team. 
I do know this. I, I did not see this, but I was told on Sunday, and again, right or wrong, I don't know, but I was told on Sunday with a group of about six people that there was a person at that game that after the game saw that official at some point, maybe not right after the game when everybody was still on the floor, but at some point that official had his picture taken with the other team. Now, if I'm the if I'm the Southern Illinois Junior High Athletic Association, obviously make sure I got an athletic trainer there. That because that sets you up for uh, a lawsuit. Number two, I make sure that whoever the officials are doing any game, any game at state, whether it's Class S, M, or L, you have no connections whatsoever to any team that is playing. None. Now, maybe they don't go to that length to check on names, check, hey, do you know this, whatever. So the last part with the picture taken, it's what I was told from somebody who was there. I did not see it, okay? But I just, after all this this had happened, and I think this is the last year for that that director of the Southern Illinois Junior High Association. I think this is last year. So he'll be done, you know, after spring tracks over, okay? But... If I could tell anybody anything, whoever is going to be the next director, do a better job than what you found it. Just do a better job than what you found it. You talk about the technical issue. Um, the Marion Carbondale game earlier this season, not the last matchup, um, but that game started with with a technical because of a dunk <clears throat> yeah. on yeah. the pregame. Touching the backboard. That, that is, is, not is not that, that's, that's not a technical. That's almost like it's almost like and again, I may be way off base here, but it's almost like somebody was looking for something to call to you know get it. I, I don't know. Or just I don't get know. in somebody's head. Yeah. Uh, here's something that was just sent in. You mentioned um, we were talking about people that had passed earlier in the show. Jim Biasy, uh, the coach of that Meridian team we were talking mm-hmm. about that beat Thorn Ridge. He passed away February the 6th, uh, just a few weeks ago, at the age of 90, Jim Biasy. And also, uh, we're talking about Brent Musburger not in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Dan Patrick, start, this texter says, Dan Patrick started a campaign after having him on this week. Oh, I guess they had uh, Musburger on, on the Dan Patrick show and found out he wasn't in the Hall of Fame. Then Jim Nance was on later on the Dan Patrick show. I didn't know he wasn't in the hall either. Hence, Nance called jackpot chiefs at the end of the game when Romo was supposed to keep his mouth shut. <laughs> so, and I did hear some references that Jim Nance said that, and I, I can't. I know they were talking at one point because it was uh, what was it, 2020, and they said, well, how how, how uh, apropos this is, we're in Vegas and it's 2020, and <laughs> Tony Romo says, yeah, but uh, you know, somebody kick a field goal, they're gonna bust or something like, you know, they're making right. references. But uh, I did hear uh, uh, Jim Nance say jackpot Chiefs at the end or, or well, I know. something to that uh, Golf coming up, Vern Lundquist, <laughs> Masters is going to be his last broadcast. Yeah. He's, he's fine. He's, he's been a I good, love Vern Lundquist. He, yeah, he's, he's been he's a good, amazing. Uh, steady guy. We've got uh, Joe on, Joe Labatt. Hey, Joe, what's going on? Hey, I know you're uh... – probably thinking that i'm going to talk about something other than bowling but guess what we're no. talking about bowling okay all uh, right no i thought you were going to talk about wrestling well you know david we just talk about a little bit of everything <laughs> around here but yeah okay uh, timmy go ahead 
I just wanted to say uh, good luck today to Sydney, sophomore Sydney. Uh, she's won singles at regionals for two years in a row, made it to state this year individually. We hate that the team's not there, but um, she started off today. She just never had that big game yesterday, but she hovered in round 40th place out of all the, the girls. But she actually just bowled a 244 game one out of the gate. And that's the kind of uh, – that's the kind of thing that she needs, uh, you know, to, to find a way in that top 12 medal platform, uh, you know, to hopefully bring home another individual medal for the Heron Tigers. Yeah, and I, I was uh, thinking that's one of the neat things about the, the high school sports of like bowling or wrestling because certain individuals can go on and keep representing their school in an individual capacity. Yeah, so when I played golf in high school, um, the rule had not began that your team, uh, so you were not grandfathered in as an individual if your team made it. You actually had to be a part, like, I mean, they did its own own entity. Now, you know, as long as your team makes it, you get to try for an individual title, and that's that's one cool thing about what Madison did last year, uh, being an 11th in the top 12 medal. You know, it's these other girls that made it as a team, they get to play for this state championship individual title regardless. But she earned it. She made her way individually, uh, grinded through a tough day for Heron Tigers sectional, sadly didn't make it. And now she's, uh, she looks like she's going to make some noise today. But, yeah, big start for her, a 244 when the game's around her place or 170s, 80s, some, a couple 200s. So uh, she's an athlete. Uh, and I feel like that those athletic girls are the ones that you see on the podium on uh-huh. Saturday at the bowling tournament. You know, even though you know bowling may be a little less athletic in some in some cases, but the the ones that can keep the emotions down, but the athletes that keep the emotions and the and the strong will and don't let the the surroundings bother them are normally the ones that find their way. And uh, looks like she's she's starting off with a big game, so we're super proud of her, and hopefully she can, uh, you know, bring home a little individual hardware uh, down down south here. From okay, Rockford. all right, buddy. Thanks for the call. Best of luck. Thank you all. Have a great day. Thank you. Also, also, real quick, yeah, because he made it made me think of somebody, Blue Bishop, yes, from Heron High School wrestling, wrestling for a state title today. Woo. I don't know what weight group, but Blue Bishop from Heron, uh, best of luck. Uh, today trying to win a state title. Got to take a break. Be right back. Are you a parent, student, graduate, or staff member of any Carbondale school? I'm Felicia Kimbrough, the nurse practitioner at Shawnee Health Terrier Care. Terrier Care is a full-service health center providing medical and behavioral health to all members of District 95, 165, and all feeder schools. Our health center is located within Carbondale Community High School. No need to pull your student out of school to go to the doctor when we bring the doctor to them. To schedule an appointment, visit ShawneeHealth.com. Functual service, five-star satisfaction, and the experience that comes from 40 years in the business. Charlie's Air Conditioning and Heating in Carterville is your York dealer. Charlie's wants to keep you comfortable no matter what the weather's like, as well as help you save money on your energy bills. There's a reason Charlie's has a reputation for excellence and integrity. Learn more about installing a new York system at charliesairandheat.com or call today for a free estimate with York. Install confidence. 
John A. Logan College is proud to support area high schools in the classroom and on the playing field. John A. Logan offers high school students the opportunity to earn college credit while in high school. Students can get a jump start on their college careers while saving money. After high school, students can easily transition to one of the college's career and technical education programs or a traditional baccalaureate transfer program. No matter your path, you'll know why everyone says, why would you go anywhere else? Good luck this season and visit JALC.edu. Wiffle Boys Pizza is hometown, homegrown, and homemade. Wiffle Boys has locations in Murfreesboro, Anna, and Corville with great pizza, wings, sandwiches, salads, and more. You can head to WiffleBoysPizza.com for locations and phone numbers and even enter your order right from your laptop or mobile device. Wiffle Boys Pizza has all your favorites along with amazing specialty pizzas too. Wiffle Boys Pizza in Murfreesboro, Anna, and Corville. Find them online at WiffleBoysPizza.com. Hometown, homegrown, homemade. Samron Midwest Contracting is the prominent choice for concrete construction in Southern Illinois. Since their inception, they have poured over 2 million cubic yards of concrete. Samron employs the area's top tradesmen, and they strive to finish every yard to the highest level of quality and workmanship. Whether it's a new building or a renovation, a road or a bridge, a parking lot or a driveway, Samron does the job with timeliness, fairness, and dependability. Good luck to the Murfreesboro Red Devils this season from Samron Midwest Contracting. Saluki basketball on River Radio. River Radio. Lobbed into the Bube left arc. Johnson has a near wing. Abube cutting to the rack. Two-handed. Slam. Scotty Abube. A thunderous two-handed dunk. SIU versus Indiana State. Tonight at 6. Pre-game at 5. On 101.5 CIL-FM. And follow the dogs all season. <laughs> on News Radio, WJPF. Hey, we're back. Uh, just time enough to say thank you to all the uh, callers. Uh, Scott Hudson, a great job as usual. Uh, D-Mac and D-H, uh, we, you know, we always say this is our favorite time of the week, and uh, we enjoy it yeah, immensely. I, I think the big thing is all of us have our particular sports we like, Yep. but we all give our opinions on things, mm-hmm. you know, I, and let that's what I love about their this. Opinions. Yeah. yeah, we are a show that allows everybody to give their opinion, and I, I just love doing the show with you guys. Thank you, and uh, hope there's a big crowd at SIU for a 6 p.m. tip-off tonight. If not, you can hear it on CILFM with Luke Martin. Regionals start next week, and we'll uh, have that on our website as well. You're listening to News Radio WJP, AM 1340 here and AM 1020 Carbondale.